Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Welcome back to an ongoing series covering the unusual story of Kayla Reed. In part one, I provided a timeline of the key moments of Kayla's disappearance and reappearance. And of course, we heard from Kayla herself, who provided the reasoning behind her decision to flee her home and family to join a controversial spiritual group in Costa Rica. Next, I shifted the attention to the other character in this story and began a two-part episode covering the life and beliefs of Nature Boy, the former American male model who now leads the spiritual group Kayla fled to Costa Rica to join. In the last episode, The Rise of Nature Boy, I use excerpts from my conversation with the accused cult leader to provide an abridged telling of his life as bishop prior to his spiritual awakening. In this episode, we will rejoin the story from this point. But before we get back to Nature Boy's story, I want to clear the air on a few things. As Nature Boy's story has been and will be told in his own words, it's important I make it clear that what we are hearing is his version of these events, and like many other great stories, there are probably other sides to it. My goal has been to simply provide what he felt the traditional media denied him, an unbiased and respectful telling of his story. Despite the neutral tone I set in the prior episode, Nature Boy has made public statements against it, which included accusations that the excerpts were chosen in such a way to twist his words against him. Of course I take offense to this, so to alleviate any suspicions of malicious intent on my part, I've published the full unedited interview for all to hear if they're so inclined. A link is available in the show notes of the last episode and will be of this episode. Also, to the many listeners who questioned the truth behind his story, I want to be upfront about this as well. My plan in this series isn't to engage in investigative-style journalism. I've only used cursory research to confirm the events he described, and I can't guarantee this all to be factual. Again, this is Nature Boy's version of his story. In the interest of complete transparency, I've added a blog post on nighttimepodcast.com providing the information that I've uncovered that made me feel he's being honest. I'll include a link to that in the show notes as well. So with all that uncomfortable stuff out of the way, let's get back to the story. In this episode, I'll continue to use excerpts of my conversation with the controversial spiritual leader to cover his exit from the United States and lead up to the present day. Welcome to Nature Boy and the Rise of the Ethereans. Where we left off in the last episode, Bishop, as an absentee salon owner, was living life in the solitude of his large home while suffering from extreme, reoccurring night terrors. Through his efforts to combat these visions, he began researching spiritual concepts and found that relief only came when he was able to completely surround himself absolutely in positivity. This led to the pursuit of a pure lifestyle and ultimately to his spiritual awakening. And of course, Nature Boy was born. 
We will hear more about the beliefs he formed as the story progresses, but at their very core and from the very beginning, Nature Boy had disagreed with the modern civilization we live in, what he now calls Babylon. At the very end of the rise of Nature Boy, he had sold or given away his worldly possessions and moved into a small, empty apartment. From this sparsely furnished space, Nature Boy began hosting broadcasts on YouTube and Facebook where he preached the benefits of a natural life and spoke often of his desire to leave the United States. As time went on, video after video, his desire to leave the United States evolved into inching closer and closer to leaving. In the first clip of this episode, Nature Boy describes the initial plan he hoped to someday soon carry out. It wasn't Costa Rica at first. My plan was to go to South America. I was going to start at Guatemala, travel through Central America to South America, and then figure out where I wanted to be. And I was going to vlog about everything that I'm doing. You guys got to get out of there. This is the way you're supposed to live life. You know? After the sale of his home and business, Nature Boy had the financial resources to walk away. He just needed a little push. When he received a message from one of the many connections he made via his growing social media presence, Nature Boy packed his bags to leave. There's this email that comes to me on my Facebook, and it's like, yo, uh, my brother has land in Honduras. That's what the email, and I'm like, okay, this lady, she keeps hitting me. Did you hit my brother? And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me go check this guy. I'm like, okay, Steve, I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. And he's like, what? Are you serious? He's like, dude, stop here. You can stay here for a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to Guatemala. I'll, I'll come out there with you. You're from New York. You know a little bit more about the area. I don't speak Spanish. I, I didn't know anything about nothing. All I know is that I, did, I just wasn't going to be a part of the system. That's all. I'm getting out of the Matrix. I'm leaving. And so I got my backpack. I'm like, the road to ascension has begun. Nature Boy's ascension starts by packing essentials into a large backpack, posting some photos on Facebook to announce his departure, and asking his online followers if any were interested in joining him on his journey initially to Guatemala and continuing on to Honduras. As it will turn out, almost every aspect of his journey to Honduras will result in failure. Nature Boy's disappointment will start before he even boards his plane to Guatemala. Before I fly out to Guatemala, these beings hit me up. Dude, I'm coming with you. I'm like, what? I'm like, wait, let me explain this to you. I got an all-female following. I'm just, it's me in relationships with women. I have a very connection to nature, feminine energy. I have a connection to women. You know, I have a beautiful connection with women. I, I love having them around me. I'm not even on a sexual tip. I just like to be around females. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool around females. I'm, a, I'm like one of those grillers that like to be around a pack of females that I'm making love to. All of them are my, that's me. All, that's who I am. I'm just an alpha like that. That's just who I am. So I'm thinking, yeah, I got some girls coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the only people that came was guys. It was like, what are all these hard legs? I call them hard legs. <laughs> Like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want? What do you, what do you want? They're like, you're not leaving without me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Three guys pop out of nowhere. Uh, more than that, but the only guys that I took with me. And I was like, you know what? Y'all my warriors. Y'all my warriors. But I'm telling you, I got women coming. <laughs> Don't be in the way. Don't get mad when I got all these women here for me. This is what I'm thinking in my head, you know, because my following is a whole bunch of women, and we always interact, like, on my Facebook. Like, 
my Facebook Live is me talking to a bunch of women, and they're just responding to me. They supported me the whole way, and, and it's just been beautiful. And so I'm thinking that they're coming. No, no, no. With these warriors agreeing to leave their lives behind and follow Nature Boy into South America, his spiritual group, the Ethereans, are born. Much like he was able to pull together the people around him to get his barbershop off the ground, Nature Boy will find all the tools he requires in his initially disappointing group of all-male followers. So, Key, Omac, and this guy we called uh, Starlight at the time, we left. At the end, one of the guys didn't even know, because we're all black, one of the guys, when we're about to go to the airport, he wants to make the announcement that he speaks Spanish. I wasn't even thinking about that. I had my phone app. I had my phone app. I would just, you know, you would, you would, you would type it in and it would speak for you in Spanish. You know, so I had my phone app. I was cool, buddy. I had it downloaded. I'm good. He says, I speak Spanish. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I speak Spanish fluently. I'm like, what the? F-? So I'm like, wow, this is all coming together. Now me, I made a residual income, so I would be straight in Central America, but I didn't know how I'm gonna pay for these guys. Then he's like, yo, I, uh, I, I brought twenty thousand. I'm like, twenty thousand dollars. Like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Like, okay, you're useful. Okay, come on in. And then um, Omac always had an eye for aesthetics. And, you know, he, he, he got on the plane. They, we all got on the plane. It was beautiful. And it's like, it's like if you can think of me being guided and everything that I need came with me, with me jumping out with faith. That's how I look at it now. Like, damn, yo. You know, I, I thought, I didn't know how, I didn't know what, but it all came together. I had a plan. And they say, you want to make God laugh? Tell her your plan. And so it never happened the way I planned, but it happened. On his journey into ascension, Nature Boy's first letdown was when the crowd of women he envisioned following him to South America failed to materialize. His next disappointment would be when the paradise he thought was awaiting him in Honduras would also be far less than he had hoped for. So I went to Honduras, met up with uh, Steve Cologne, that now we call him Phoenix Rising. He's got 30 acres of land. We get there. It's not what it seemed. Okay. We get there. It's like, dude, I'm not staying here. His house is like, it's like a hole in the wall. Like one thing about nature, boy, I don't like bugs. I don't like bugs. It's nasty, creepy shit. I don't like living in nasty spaces. I don't like that. I'm from, I didn't, wasn't living like that when I got there. I wasn't going to live in no nasty space. It's not how I am. I'm very clean, very neat. And I remember walking into his house. It was like his grandma's house. It was like all her old stuff knitted. It was like her old pictures. It was like one of these old creepy houses. I was like, dude, I'm not staying here. <laughs> so what we wound up doing is we got a hotel. That 20000 sure came to handy. It, it, it was a clean, it was at internet. I was like, cool, I'm good now. I'm connected to the internet. I'm like, yo, you know, we're here. It was like excited. I took everybody on Facebook with me. Although the initial home he planned to occupy in Honduras turned out to be unacceptable, it wouldn't take long for the Ethereans to find a new location to use as home base and grow their tribe from. Although this started off promising, it too would be another one of the reasons Honduras would be looked back on as a nightmare for Nature Boy and his Ethereans. So, we were in Honduras, we found the house, that was our thing, find the house, get the house, boom. Got the house. It was beautiful. I invited people to come open heartedly. Everybody come. Get you a tent. I got a big ass yard. You could just we were right under an avocado tree. We got a mango tree right here. We could go, we got a river in the back. Come on. 
boy, was that a mistake. You know, one, you know, we, we just basically, you know, was, was opening our doors to anybody that wanted to join us. And it was unorganized as hell, man. Just, you know, just, hey, man, we just not, you're not having it. I'm not having it either. Fuck them. Let's just come on and live reckless and just rebel. Fuck it. You know, and we just have fruit and we'll sleep in a tent. We'll be in nature and we'll be, you know, pure. Even with the Ethereans finding a home to grow their tribe in, life in Honduras continued to disappoint. The situation, however, was about to get much worse. In the next clip, we'll hear about the tribe hitting rock bottom and deciding to leave Honduras for what they hope will be greener pastures across the border. We were in the middle of the street, broad daylight, and we get robbed for everything. Laptops, everything, your phone, wallet passports every they took a truck of ours they robbed us for everything and i'm so glad they did it showed us how corrupt honduras is do not i repeat again do not move to honduras fuck honduras and i say that because at a simple fact these motherfuckers are corrupt after being robbed of nearly everything they own of value nature boy and his ethereans want out of honduras fast the problem, however, is along with their laptops and other valuables, they also lost their passports. As they soon learn, it's nearly impossible to cross the many borders that divide South America without these documents. And getting new copies isn't easy. We got robbed. We're trying to get our passports back. Boom. As we're trying to get our passports back, they would not let us into Nicaragua because we didn't have a stamp. The original stamp and our original passports, we got robbed in your country. They tried to get us for every penny. We was up there all day trying to get another stamp. Then they made us go all the way back to Zugapa from the from the border to get a stamp, uh, 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 some some artificial stamps. And these people are all connected, man. The police are connected to the people. It, it's dumb, man. The government is connected. To, they just fucking, yo, we got to see it for what it was. And it was just, uh, when we got out of Honduras, it was like a bat flying out of hell. This is just, just, we just like, get the fuck, just, they did not, in Nicaragua border, they like, yeah, we need $10 from everybody. This is how petty they were, $10. We're like, dollars, what does it matter if it's dollars, it's still equivalent. Like, we give you this and, you know, here's Nicaragua money, or here you go, we got the Nicaragua money. No, we need it in $10, it has to be dollars. What? Like, it was just crazy stuff at the borders, and we were like, you know what, these borderlines, they're all bullies. Who can tell you where you can go and travel? Think about that. Why are they? They're, they're bullies. They're bullies with guns, man. And it's all about who's got the biggest guns. After managing the bureaucratic nightmare the loss of the passports and the border crossing present, the Ethereans escape what they believe to be Honduras' deeply corrupt government. They now have no connection to any South American country and decide to make their way towards Peru. As it will turn out, they never arrive to Peru, as very soon they'll find their current home in Costa Rica. Nicaragua is all flat land. It's, it's just blah. It's nothing. We rode, we rode right through there. We didn't feel anything there. And as soon as we come into Costa Rica, I mean, they treat you so good at the border. It's just the difference. It's just like... It, immediately we knew Costa Rica was it. Like, I'm not going nowhere. Like, I was, we was on the way to Peru. That's what I was plans with. We were going to Peru. 
I stopped in Costa Rica. I said, yo, I'm going to tell y'all right now to all the Ethereum. I'm like, look, y'all can go. Y'all can go, man. I'm staying here, man. I'm staying in Costa Rica, dog. The internet is so much. Oh, my God. The Honduras internet sucks. <laughs> Costa Rica, more more travel friendly. It's in the middle, man. It's the middle way. You know, you still got the jungle, but it's middle. Like, We've been in the jungle and got 4G on our phones. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in the jungle. We're like, yo, we got 4G. We make a live. We went on live in the jungle in Costa Rica. I love it here. I'm not going nowhere. And people greet you. This And usually in Spanish and Central America, people greet you uh, and they say buenas. That's how Spanish people greet you. Buenas, buenas, buenas. Here, the greeting is pura vida, meaning pure life, pure life. As you've just heard, Costa Rica felt like a perfect fit for the Ethereans from the moment they arrived to the border. Unlike their experience in Honduras, things are about to fall together very quickly. In the next series of clips, we'll hear how Nature Boy and the Ethereans came to inhabit the beautiful home and property Sunray fled Canada to join them at. So we're driving, we're like trying to find a hotel. We're like, no, I don't want to sleep in this hotel, I'm bougie. I don't like this. They ain't got no internet. What you mean you ain't got no internet? Like, I'm good. So we used to just wind up sleeping in the, in the van, and we hear, <laughs> all night. We just hear monkeys all night. Like, it was so dope. And we was on the side of a road. At that point, I'm like, I already know I'm walking by faith. In the Bible, Jesus was walking on water, and the disciples seen him. Peter said, Jesus, if that's you, I'll jump out. Tell me right now. And I'll jump out. He said, come on, Peter. And Peter starts walking on water. And when Peter realizes the waves and what he's doing, he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him and says, ye of little faith. See, that's the problem. People want to plan everything, but what do I do here? What do I do? It's not going to happen the way you plan it. It's not. Take the journey. The unknown is crazy. But it always is all right. You're never alone. You're never going to be alone. You could set out by yourself right now. You're never going to be alone. You're going to meet somebody. They're going to they're going to talk to you. You're going to collect people. You're going to you're going to always be all right. And that's the thing that I'm trying to get people to understand. But they don't want, they're like they people are Babylon trains you to believe that you got to have this, this, this. And then this happens. That's not living. Living is going out and exploring, you know, and letting it all happen and being like and rolling with the punches. And so that's what we did. And so we looked on Craigslist and there's this. And you're not even going to believe this, but. The people that own the house are from Canada. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Many of you listening to this have likely already watched the widely circulated video of Sunray and Nature Boy together. Some of you may have even gone on to watch Nature Boy's own videos. When I first watched them, I questioned how a spiritual group, rumored to be a cult, led by a former stripper, managed to find such a beautiful property. Nature Boy will tell that story now. Here's the thing. These people built this beautiful house. They had somebody living here and the dude just disappeared. And I'm like, really? He disappeared? They're like, yeah, he disappeared. Are you guys sure? You? They were like, you sure you're going to be able to pay your, your rent every month? I'm like, what? Are you serious? So I showed them my bank account. And they was like, okay, cool. Here's the keys. Uh, bye. <laughs> you know, and they're going back to Canada. These beautiful people, I, you know, I, if they're listening, they, they have been beautiful to open up their home to us. And they have a beautiful land here. And we're, we've been taking care of the land. We got three gardens that we just built here. Um, they took, they, the, the guy that um, 
built this house. He he's from Canada, and he actually did it himself. Like he architecture. He did the architecture. He designed it. It's all. It's like this glass house. Beautiful. And um, we don't use the house, but for a studio, we we sleep, we outside people. We like to be outside. And we told them we got our tents. We're outside. We use the house for like basically if we have a mill or we have a studio in here. We made in, you know one of the rooms to a studio. We have actually one of the rooms we turned into a movie theater where we just have a projector and we watch movies off the projector screen on the wall. And you know basically we we take showers at the river. We try to stay pure as possible. We love to run through the rain naked. <laughs> so the rain the rainy season is beautiful um so yeah and when viewing the posts nature boy makes through his various social media channels it's difficult to tell exactly how many followers are living with him at the ethereum compound gauging by the comments his tens of thousands of facebook and youtube followers leave him it seems people from all over the world are hoping to join him during our conversation i asked nature boy how many followers are with him currently we don't keep many people with us anymore because less is more what we found is that no matter how you try to help somebody if they don't want to help themselves then you can't help them. And so people have come many people have come they come and um but basically the 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 owners of the property won't allow us to have more than about 11 12 people at all you know what i'm saying they don't want that many people on their property so out of respect for that but uh and, and you know it's it's been good for us because our vehicle can't hold but so many people. Um, so we encourage people to make their own tribe, you know, make their own families. At this point in the episode, our coverage will take a slight change in tone. So far, we followed Nature Boy's life through his beginnings as bishop, through his spiritual awakening, and we followed him along his winding road from the United States to the current Costa Rican compound he occupies, along with his spiritual group, the Ethereans. Before we get to Sunray's arrival to Costa Rica, I'm going to take a step away from following Nature Boy's timeline and instead focus on the spiritual beliefs that motivated him to go through all this trouble, and ultimately led to his current position as the leader of the Ethereans. I saved this section for late in the series as I wanted to follow Nature Boy's evolution as a person without getting into the more complicated spiritual concepts, but now's the time. Hopefully knowing more about Nature Boy and his life will add some perspective for us. To start, I've asked Nature Boy to describe the basis of his beliefs. This clip is longer than the ones we've heard prior, but give him a chance. Although what you'll hear is unconventional and maybe a bit odd, it is well thought out and I have no doubt at all that Nature Boy feels this information will change your life. What I've come to found in my journey is that nature, the earth realm, is the inside of our body. We are literally living inside of our body. In your body, you have many cells, right? Your, the, the cells' jobs in your body is to make sure that your body functions. Cells, right? <clears throat> so inside of your body is many cells, and they're all working in harmony in this big equilibrium system. We can call it the ecosystem. And in the ecosystem... If you put something wrong in your body, you can get cancer. The funny thing about cancer is it doesn't know that it's a part of the host. So it runs rampant, reckless throughout the body, turning other cells into it until it self-destructs. Cancer is suicidal and it's self-destructing and it will, it will eat at the host until it kills the host in itself. So what I realized is that when you was a baby, 
you had the sperm cell and met the, the um, egg cell, and it became to be what is called the zygote. The zygote became another cell. Those two cells became four cells. Those four cells became eight cells. And then you got the embryo from a cell. So wouldn't your mother, the one that you came out of, be a cell as well? What is it called when a cell comes out of a cell? It's called mitosis. That's how cells reproduce. So if you see, if you see, if you look at your mother as a cell and you being a cell coming out of a cell, but what if I told you that you're actually in a dimension, the earth dimension is actually inside of your body. The earth itself is your body. Now, when we look at the plants, the bees, the trees, we see that nature, this is what nature is. It's all of these cells made up of many cells. Plants are cells. So if you look at if you look at it, it's an ecosystem just like your body because it is inside of your body. This is what I found. Now, when we zoom out of the cities, if you were to zoom out of the metropolitan areas, the cities, what you would see is cancer in your own body. Concrete, metals. People talk about living in the matrix, living in a grid. People say they see these grids, these green lines, these numbers, these grids. But the green, what I figured out is that everything is built in squares. This square is everything. And your, your picture frame is a square. Your phone is a square. Your bed is a square. Everything's a square. Your door is a square. Everything's a square. Your bed is a square. Everything is a square. Look around you. Count the squares right now. All of your listeners, everybody that's listening, look around you. Count the squares. Everything is square, 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 square. You're living in the grid. That is the grid. Your window is a square. They build everything in a square feet. But there's no squares in nature. If you ever flew into the city, you see all this artificial light stolen off the ecosystem. But that's what cancer does. Cancer comes into the body, reproduces itself. That's what you're doing when you put your kids in the school systems. You're reproducing them as cells. You got to reprogram the cell to be you, the cancer. So this whole society is basically cancer inside of your own body and you're going to either be a part of the cancer or you're going to be a part of the equilibrium and so what we choose here to do and melanation is live in harmony with our own body that's why we say i love myself c-e-l-l-f because the higher self what we call god is you you're living inside of your own body right now. Nature Boy and his followers often make references to Babylon. I understood this to simply be the world outside the Aetherian compound, but turns out that isn't correct. Here's how Nature Boy described Babylon. Babylon is the cancer. <laughs> it's the cancer that's destroying your body. And you are a cell here to heal it. Heal your own body. You're either going to be the sickness and destroy and be self-destructive because you're going to destroy yourself, that part of yourself, and you're going to be trapped in a paradigm where you're, you're constantly reproducing and reincarnating into the same reality. The next concept I asked him to describe is his use of the word reflection. I've had Ethereans greet me with the words peace reflection and also say goodbye in the same way. His followers also refer to each other as reflection. I understood this to be related in some way to the shared consciousness he believes we share with nature, but when I heard him describe it, I was surprised to hear his explanation make sense. 
reflection is to, is, is to keep a healthy perspective on what reality is. And our, our what we did was took our words to make sure that we keep a healthy perspective when we're talking and dealing with people that everything is me and I am everything. Reflection is to let me know that when I'm dealing with you, I'm dealing with a reflection of me. It's a part of me showing me myself that I'm dealing with. The idea of a shared consciousness and the idea that we are all one with nature is not only something Nature Boy believes, but he offered to prove it to me by projecting his thoughts and energy into my head. Again, this sounds strange, but he does make a good point. So we say, I love myself. In everything that I do, I love myself. If I say I love you, you hear what? I love you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, exactly. But you but you is exempt. Mm-hmm. And when I say I love myself, what did you just hear? I heard you say I love myself. Okay. But you didn't hear me say that. I just made you say that by listening. This is how sound works. If I say I'm having a terrible day, I just made you say I'm having a terrible day by listening to me saying I have a terrible day. This is why you got to be careful about what you're listening to and what you communicate with, have intercourse with, because it becomes you. When you're listening to me, you're actually saying my thoughts. You see, because that's how it's only one being in existence. That's how you know there's only one being in existence because of sound. The next thing I asked Nature Boy to explain is his belief that God had manifested itself on Earth initially as a black woman. This is a concept he brings up over and over again in his teachings. Basically, there's only one being. That God being is the black woman. Now, why do we say that? We say that the God being that we all are, we are consciousness. We are pure consciousness. And that consciousness has took form into human form. We didn't come from monkeys. (laughs) We didn't come from monkey. We came from thought. But we know that the human is in the image of God or what we call God, the omnipotent, which means our higher self. Now, we know that it's a feminine energy. We know that God is a feminine energy because nature is a feminine energy. We know that it's it's feminine because when we look at the female of any species, we see that that's what you need to sustain life. Nature is a feminine energy because it sustains our life. Even from the sun, we get food. It sustains our life. That's why we say it's a feminine energy. It's a mother energy. It does the same thing that the female does. During our conversation, I asked Nature Boy why race plays so heavily into his beliefs. Before we hear his response, it's important to explain what melanin is. For anyone out there unfamiliar with this, Melanin is the pigment of our skin and hair that gives it the color. The more melanin, the darker the hair or skin. I felt this was an important question to ask as some have accused Nature Boy of being racist or a black supremacist. Here's why he feels that God is a black woman. What, how we feel is that basically the, all of the earth is melanated. You will find melanin in everything. What color is nature? Brown and green. Melanin is basically all throughout the earth. So we know that this being that we live inside of is a melanated being because melanin is not only just what makes things brown, but it's actually the darkness that we see in the sky. And what the sun is, what we believe that the sun is, is a converter of dark, of dark energy. Like you know how a solar panel works? Basically, it's how the solar panel takes one form of energy and turns it into another form of energy, electricity. The sun takes 
dark matter and turns it into a less condensed form, what we call light. Light is absorbed by what? Melanin. Melanin is the physical manifestation of light. Okay? Like, like you got water and you got ice and then you have gas. Light is the gas form. Your blood, which is, the, which is actually the liquid form of light, and then you have your being, which is actually the physical manifestation of light itself, the universe itself. This light is communicating with itself, projecting itself and refracting itself to itself only to try to understand and become self-aware of itself. We are basically the universe communicating with itself. I was interested to hear Nature Boy address what, to me, appears as a glaring contradiction. How can a group who preaches the benefits of living a traditional, natural life justify their constant use of social media, cell phones, and other electronics? Although his answer doesn't directly tackle the question, I wanted to include his response in the episode. What we have to realize is nature is the inside of our body. Again, like I said, let me tell you something. If you knew that you were living inside your body and you were in cell inside your body, your purpose here is to get the other cells to become conscious that they are inside their body and they should live in a healthy state too. How are we going to do that if we just go into nature and leave and don't use technology to talk back and send the signals back? Do you know that sunlight would give you these codes and the understanding? Nature is constantly trying to communicate with you. But do you know that you cut your hair off and your hair is actually a receptor of electricity and signals that you're supposed to be getting? There's a signal being sent out right now, a broadcast that's being sent out right now that's saying, hey, leave out of there. You're not getting that because they're blocking the sun to slow down the process of global warming. But while they're blocking the sun, they're blocking the codes. That you, Because you are the sun. You're, in, you're trying to communicate with yourself and you're blocking by foods you're eating, that causes you to become acidic. Basically, when you put stuff in your body that like milk and pus and all of this stuff that we put in our bodies, we're making ourselves less conducive. We're making us, we're insulating ourselves. Why is there rubber on the bottom of your shoes? Look up earthing. What happens when you're, when you, what happens to your blood and your health when you step on the earth? All I'm trying to do is wake people up. That's what I'm using my social media for. It's no, I'm no good to nature. I'm no good to you if I can't be of service to myself. My job here is to heal myself through awakening others. Being in the, This is the awakening process. The concept of utilizing technology to spread his message to others serves as a great segue for Sunray's introduction to the story. I'm going to get back to the timeline now and cover the past few months, specifically the arrival and departure of Sunray. We heard Nature Boy describe his urge to save others from the evils of Babylon. It was the desire to spread his message and teaching that motivated him to accept a new member from small-town Newfoundland into his tribe. I'm always interviewing people. People are always coming to me, white, black, Indian, African, all from all over the world. I want to join. I want to join. What I liked about, I don't even like to call her Kayla. Let's not call her Kayla, Okay. She was like, she she contacted me. She basically told me uh, she's been watching my videos. She's inspired. She gets it. And I'm like, the world needs to hear this message from a Caucasian or a white girl, whatever you want to call yourself. My message needs to be told to, and to every, all of humanity, every so-called race, every male, every gender needs to say this message to its 
that that so she would help us out say our message to white people and so i seen as an opportunity i said hell yeah you can come here she she always was studying me she always was she was already there she was already studying me and i was like hell yes that'll be dope that'll be dope as fuck that you say the message nobody was listening to me as far as the white people but now people white people are listening to me now when Sunray left the cold climate of Newfoundland and flew to Costa Rica, it took her body some time to adjust. Nature Boy told me about her reaction to the extreme change in temperature and lifestyle. When Kayla first came here, she had some stuff in her blood. She pilled crazy. Yo, at first, I ain't gonna lie, it was, it was, she was having some weird shit happening to her from the sun. And we were all looking at her like she was a goddamn alien. As she st- kept eating with us, kept being with us, she healed so fast. Yo, did she heal fast or what, guys? She healed. It's like she started, because her blood was clean, because we eat very, very, very clean. And so she started to go out in the sun and bathe. She was butt naked in the sun, just bathing in the sun on a rock. And she started to come out to look so, I don't know if you've seen her when she first went back, but my God, she was glowing. She was glowing. She was healing. Her mind, like, her going on the video, sticking up to her family, and I, I said, you got to go through it. And she just stuck up to her family. It just turned into something. Now, she was healing, man. She was healing from whatever she was going through. Those people took that poor girl, put her on all that medicine. They make her seem like she's slow, but she's not. But that medication will make you slow. Almost as quickly as Sunray adjusted to the new climate, the situation would hit the fan and the media would take an interest in Nature Boy, his Ethereans, and the battle between Sunray and her family. As we heard Sunray describe in the first episode of this series, very quickly after the media got involved, Nature Boy would request she leave the tribe and return back home to Newfoundland. Here's how he described the media's reaction to the story and his reasoning for asking Ray to leave. You know, they, they, they basically depicted me to be someone that basically is mind-controlling Kayla. When Kayla came to me, and I know how I look to the public because, let me tell you this, I'm, I'm, I'm more than my body. I'm beyond my, my ego. But I do know how, how I depict and how I reflect myself into my reality. the reality. I'm very aware that I'm a big black male and how that is depicted in the media how the black male is depicted in the media is dangerous, period. And then I have muscles, I'm tall, and they see me and I'm kind of passionate about what I'm saying. And it's like, and what they see, the world sees is this little white girl that is being held captured by this angry cult leader black man. OMG. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm good as dead. You understand? And so I had to, you know, make a chess move. And I'm like, yo, Kayla, you just need to just go back because you, you, you this is going to cause trouble for some innocent people. No, 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 it's not going to happen. No, I, got, I got work to do. As the story played out in the press, Nature Boy heard from many Canadians who were following the story. Initially, he thought many of them wanted to kill him. However, after he addressed many of the questions people had on social media and via a CBC interview, he felt Canadians started to come around. Some of them even wanted to join him. Do your own thing. Can't nobody stop you. For the sake of our group, you know, what it's looking like to the world is that 
the world's gonna give them permission to come kill me. And they're gonna be like, serves him well. Yeah. You know, the whole candidate was hating me. Yeah, fuck nature, boy. You're crazy. <laughs> Won't you just leave her alone, man? Won't you just let her go? You should see the inbox. It was just, it was just I got, you're fucking crazy. You're nothing. I gotta say, I, I, I love your uh, your white person voice. <laughs> <laughs> These people were like, you know, like really. And then guess what? When they heard that interview, everybody calmed down. And I got this group of Canadians that were like, we understand you, Nature Boy. We love you. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, it was like they were really rocking with me. My inbox got really messed up on Facebook. Like to this day, I can't even get all the messages because Canada, the whole Canada wanted to join me. And I was just like, whoa, calm down. You know, it was crazy. It was, it was just bananas. The terms cult and cult leader came up often when talking to Nature Boy. I asked him if he identifies as a cult leader and if he considers his Ethereans a cult. Here was his response. Well, what I've what I've learned is that people wants to want to take you and classify you to whatever benefits their media. When you say cult leader, people turn their heads. Okay, that makes it juicy. Are we a cult? Yes, nature is a cult. There are laws rules of the universe our own selves our true divine self we have disconnected from us ourselves from that so i say this very clearly in my media if you're gonna call me a cult my cult is nature yes i'm a part of the equilibrium of the planet is nature boy a cult leader are the ethereans a cult i can't answer that i am certain that he wasn't holding sunray hostage and seemed perfectly fine with her leaving However, during our conversation, I was surprised when he told me this wasn't his first experience with a family taking drastic steps to pull one of their family members away from his group. Nature Boy found himself in a situation that sounded even more dramatic during his time in Honduras. In the final clip of this episode, we'll hear what he had to say about this. Well, I told you what we did with Mel Nino. Mel Nino came and his dad came and hired a private investigator to follow us. Guess what? The private investigator, we was in Honduras, the private investigator was following us and almost wanted, wound up joining us because he started watching the information. <laughs> and, yo, I'll never forget it. So the Spanish guy comes to me. He says, can I talk to you for a minute? And I'm like, what's up? He's like, we've been following you, bro. I want to let you know that the cops been following you. They got pictures of you all over the place. I want to say this. You are a good person. And I believe in what you believe in, man. His investigator, he's telling me this. His private investigator. He was like, you know what? You even changed my life. You brought me back to my childhood. I was a farmer. And I was on the farm. And I'm eating more. And he's like, you guys drink nothing but water. You don't even smoke weed. And I was like, I know. He's like, you guys are pure. He was like, you're not doing anything wrong. And he's like, it really makes no sense to me even, you know, he starts really getting into my teaching and he, it changes his life. He just wanted to thank me, you know, you're supposed to be taking me down and you, you turn into one of us. <laughs> and so they snatched Mel Nino out of here, man. The, the Honduras, this is how corrupt they, his father paid, he's 24 years old, his father paid they always use the psychiatric hospital shit, man. And he wasn't mental, mentally stable. They came and Honduras police picked his body up. Picked his body up. 
body snatched this guy. They came in my yard. He was on the ground. They picked his body up, put him in a police car, and took him to his father. Could you believe? We got it all on camera. It was like, well, they stole those those that footage when they stole our phones in Honduras. But th- we had it all on camera. It's like, are you serious? They just body snatched this man. They snatched his soul back to hell. They just snatched him back to hell like they did Kayla. They snatched Kayla back to hell. That's what they literally did. Like, if you didn't notice, but on a metaphysical level, she got snatched back to hell. With that, we have heard a great deal about Nature Boy's life. We heard a history of the Ethereum tribe and how they came to reside in Costa Rica. And of course, we heard the strange story of Sunray's brief time with them. I initially came into this story with a goal of better understanding Sunray and Nature Boy, and I feel I accomplished that, despite still having some questions. I don't expect the answers to these questions to come from Nature Boy or Sunray, however. What I learned from this case is just how incredible and how nuanced psychology, sociology, and group dynamics can be. In the next episode I release, I'll wrap up this series by discussing general concepts related to cults, new religious movements, and other related phenomenon with Canada's foremost expert on the topic. Although Nature Boy and Sunray will be discussed in a basic sense, the underlying elements of this story and others like it will be considered more deeply. And with that, we will conclude this episode of the Nighttime Podcast. I'd like to thank Nature Boy for sharing his incredible story and unique beliefs with me. Your truth is as valid as any others I've heard. Regardless of how anyone feels about your teachings and your way of life, I admire your passion and the unique mark you leave on the world around you. For anyone interested in hearing more, the full unedited interview is available on nighttimepodcast.com as well as via a link in the show notes. If you're interested in hearing more content, please check out the Nighttime Patron Group, where for $1 a month, you have access to a patron-exclusive RSS feed, which features monthly bonus content. You can join by visiting patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. On behalf of myself and the show's listeners, I'd like to thank the continued support of the current patrons and welcome the newest members of the group, Genevieve, Everett, Janet, Tamara, and Ronald, Without you all, the production of the show would be impossible. I'd like to thank you for listening to the Nighttime Podcast. If you enjoy your time, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you use. To stay up to date, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, where my handle is at NighttimePod. If you have any story ideas or feedback on the show, I always enjoy hearing from you at NighttimePodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep looking up and keep looking around and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. It's all going to happen so beautiful. Everybody just think about your just think about everybody has this package plan, right? And it's your personal journey. And in your personal journey, you have your own personal package. Don't think that what happened to me is going to happen to you. It's going to happen a totally different way for you. But it's going to happen for you. And it's going to be your personal package, your personal journey. And it's like Christmas unraveling your gift and your journey. You know what I'm saying? And 
and it was this all was meant for for me for my for me, you know. And people think that they can emulate what I did, and you can't, man. It's gonna be your own thing, and it's gonna be beautiful. Your story is gonna be beautiful. And I'm talking to those that are listening that know that they're gonna take that journey. 